Welcome to The Bittersweet Life, a show for expats, former expats, travelers, and dreamers. It's a show about letting go of the rope, so to speak, and what happens when you do. I'm Katie Sewell. I quit my job and moved to Rome. Now I'm back in Seattle, trying to figure out what's next. My co-host, Tiffany Parks, moved to Rome 10 years ago with no plan and made it happen. She'll always be an expat. If you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back to the beginning and join us for the whole journey. There are a lot of great episodes in the past that you just shouldn't miss. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. dreams all night about people um, wanting to attack hostile situations. It's actually a pretty interesting dream, but tension dream all about what happens today, which is the inauguration of Donald Trump. I am getting up now and hurrying because I've been moving slow. It's 6.53. I have to catch the bus to get to work, where at work, we're hosting a live viewing of the inauguration, of which I will send you some clips, I am sure. So, welcome to today. Hi there. I'm on the metro on my way home from work, and kind of having flashbacks to when I was on the metro on my way into school on uh, the morning of September 11th, 2001, when I looked around me and everyone on the metro was acting like nothing had happened. And for me, the whole, my whole world had stopped. This was in Montreal, Canada, by the way. Yeah, I can kind of get the same feeling because here, no one seems like anything out of the ordinary is happening today. So I'm almost ready to go. I'm dressing in the equivalent of what I have to wear that's like pajamas to work. So obviously I can't wear pajamas to work. So I'm wearing my loosest pair of jeans. I'm wearing my really super comfortable Obama for your mama t-shirt and a sweater that arguably is covered with a little bit too much cat hair, who you might hear in the background there meowing at me. But it's a long sleeve, comfortable, and I'm gonna wear tennis shoes, which, you know, I never do to work because some people here are taking the day off and they are laying around their homes and they are avoiding watching the inauguration at all. In fact, they expect there to be a historically low viewership of the inauguration, but I have to go into work. So I am going in in what I can figure out as the equivalent of my pajamas I don't think anybody, <laughs> at least in Seattle, is looking forward to this. So for us, it's a little bit like walking down a gangplank. I know that's how you feel. But what can you do? Try to watch it's it over here on my end. You're being on the metro and feeling like nobody really understands. I remember earlier you had said that the Italians, particularly when we found out about the Russians meddling with the election and all these other things, were surprised that we weren't somehow able to stop today. Do you remember what you said about that? 
And by the way, kudos to you for talking to me on the Metro, because I'm probably going to go dark here for about a half an hour, because I don't think I have the guts to talk to you on the bus. I just don't. So if you don't hear from me for a while, don't worry. Nothing's terribly wrong, except for the fact that we're inaugurating Donald Trump today. I'm just taking the bus, but I will be back in touch as soon as I make it to work. I like the imagery of uh, walking the plank. I feel exactly the same way. I've been... I've been picturing it as watching a slow motion of an automobile crash that hasn't quite happened yet. And you know it's going to happen because it's happening. It's in slow motion. That's how I've been feeling leading up to this event. But walking the plank is a good one, too, because you're more involved. (laughs) It does have a sense of impending doom. I'm trying to be positive, though, um, and I'm not saying that I'm positive that he's going to be a good... You know, I'm, I'm positive about the possibility that he might be a good president because I don't have that delusion. But maybe that he will be um, taken from power sooner rather than later. All right, I'm off the bus walking up the hill to work, so if I feel a little breathless, that's why. I'm heading into Town Hall, Seattle, where doors are open at 8, so people can gather together to watch the inauguration. And I will try to send you some clips um, when he's giving his speech so you can hear. I was reading about what he plans to talk about on the bus, and it'll be more of a statement of his creed, I guess, so to speak, than any sort of agenda going forward is what I've been told. So that should be interesting. I was thinking on the bus, too, that there are probably people listening who voted for Donald Trump and who are relatively excited. I've been reading accounts of the people who feel like this is the first time a president that they voted for has won, and I want to be cognizant of that, Um, but at the same point, perhaps we should consider this a documentary of what it is to be in Rome and to be in Seattle on this particular day, the inauguration of Donald Trump, where today in Seattle there will be marches and protests and people not watching and all that good stuff. Um, But maybe I'm whitewashing it, or maybe I'm just a whining liberal, I don't know. So anyway, what is the truth, Tiffany? Maybe my objective reporter is coming back in. Uh, Maybe it's too early in the morning, and I'm about to pass over the freeway, so I'll leave it there for now and hear what you have to say. So I think it's a good point you made that it's very possible that some, if not even many, of our listeners are Trump supporters just like many of my family members are Trump supporters. But it's also important to remember that Trump is going into this presidency with a record low approval rating. Never in the history of record keeping and poll keeping, poll taking, what's the expression, has a president-elect ever been so unpopular with the American people. And not only that, but there are dozens and dozens of congressmen and women, including some Republicans, who are boycotting the inauguration tonight, or today, for you, for you over there on that side of the world. That hasn't happened since the inauguration of the second term of Richard Nixon, and we all know how that ended. So that doesn't bode very well for the president-elect, the actual president, in 20 minutes. So that kind of gives me and my whining liberal self a little bit of hope here that uh, his presidency will end similarly to Nixon's. I'm sorry that um, 
I'm coming out and saying I hope he gets impeached, but um, I kind of do. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Try to watch it over here on my end. people here watching this only 19 and the vice president just came out the new vice president mike pence and here comes donald trump so i've got the inauguration up here i really didn't plan on watching it uh it was really katie's idea that we sort of voice memo cover this event from our two separate sides of the earth and so I'm doing it for uh, for the sake of the podcast. Uh, I have to say that, um, although it's hard to tell, it seems like a, a, sub, a kind of a subdued crowd there for the inauguration. It also seems like a much smaller crowd. I mean, I remember watching Obama's inauguration, and it just seemed like a lot more people. I'm curious how many people can fit into your auditorium. You said there were about 19 people, maybe a few more now. It's not surprising that because of, of course, where it is happening, but still interesting. You know, it's kind of funny that now that we're like on the plank and we're walking down it, all these choirs and people praying and stuff, singing, take heart, take heart. Well, lovely in this case, just feels like Let's get it over with already. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, supposed to be a celebration, but everybody here is so grim. I know I'm not the first person to say this, but I do get the impression that somebody is going to, um, some child probably is going to wander up to the microphone and say, but mommy, the emperor has no clothes on. It's not an original comment, but it really is apt. And I watch these respected people, one after another, commenting and making speeches, and I'm just thinking to myself, is someone not going to stop and be like, come on, <laughs> this is a joke, ha ha, April Fools, you didn't think we were going to actually make Donald Trump president, did you? But it seems like that's not going to happen. As far as what you were saying about Italians wondering how presidency could possibly go on, considering... Oh, honey, well, you got your... F I told you not to play with that. You're going to get your fingers caught. I told you. I told you. You're okay. What was I saying? In Italy, you know, government is very... It's, it's much more fragile than it is in the States. And I remember when I was first living in Rome, 
the prime minister at the time, who was Romano Prodi, who was uh, had followed on the heels of um, Berlusconi, he was taken from power. I don't remember the, the details of what happened because I was, you know, I had sort of just moved to Rome. I wasn't really that into the political scene. And I just remember the expression, somebody saying, he was like, oh, well, the government has fallen. The government has fallen. And I just couldn't get over that expression. And everyone said it with such total, you know, it was so blasé. Oh, the government has fallen. I'm thinking, the government has fallen. Isn't that a huge deal? And it just wasn't. He had resigned for whatever reason. I don't know if he was forced into resigning or if he just did it out of his own volition. With him, all of the parliamentary members from his party also were ousted from power. That's kind of goes hand in hand in Italy. And it, it just kind of made me realize that in Italy, things are much more, let's say, unexpected things happen here very very often and there are really weird elections and very often you know people who didn't get elected somehow are in power we've had like four prime ministers in a row and none of them have been elected so it's just kind of an odd situation it's not quite as cut and dry as it is in the states and so to an Italian, they're thinking, well, okay, they just discovered, the CIA and the FBI confirmed that the elections were completely meddled with by the Russians. Therefore, you know, per forza, which means, of course, therefore they must redo the election. But in America, it's not so easy to sort of shake things up. And presidents don't usually resign. Here he comes. Mm, giving the big thumbs up to America. I think this is really about to happen. This is so frigging surreal. I can't even believe it. Just said thank you so much to Michelle Obama. I could see him mouthing it. Really was playing in the other room. It's like, I don't want him to see this. It's like, your innocent eyes should not see this happen. Hey, it's not too late. Maybe Trump will back out. He's got like five minutes to change his mind. Wouldn't that be something? Trump's wife looks really upset. Maybe she's in the corner of his ear being like, don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. The clock is showing 5.59 p.m., which is 11.59 a.m. in Washington. So... We've got two minutes, and it's uh, it's gonna be real. I've actually moved out into the hallway, if you can't tell by the more echoey quality of my voice, just to get out of the room. I will say that the crowd has grown a bit. I think it's up to about 30 people. Probably six of those people are reporters. Do you remember the ceremony being this long? I mean, really? Does it have to happen at the stroke of noon? Here we go. We're about to watch history being made. The biggest moron in history to become the president of the United States. Here we go. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute. The office of president of the United States. I never thought I would.
would hear these words spoken in my lifetime. The office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, serve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. One lone clapper in the room. What a great honor to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th President of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. Hear him referred to as Donald J. Trump. I can't help but hear the voice, the very obnoxious voice of Sarah Palin when she was one of the very first well-known Republicans to come out and support him. And she came out dressed in this sort of black and gold, shimmery, tassely top. It was still quite early in the Republican primary campaign. And at that point, no one thought that he had any chance of winning. And when she stepped up there and said, here, I introduce to you the next president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. I, I didn't do that accent very well. It was more of a southern accent, which, of course, she's got a northern accent. But the part that sticks out at me was that Donald J. Trump. And now I just heard him introduced as President Donald J. Trump. Oof, irony. celebration. Now, why does Trump think that his election and his inauguration should be a celebration for the world? Because he's a narcissist. From your view, in another part of the world, how important do you think the election of whatever president we have is to Italy? Now, obviously, it's important who we elect, because we have the power to do a lot of damage in the world or do a lot of good. But it's like you said, who, who in Italy is staying up right now and watching this? Honestly, the United States is such an important superpower in the world that whoever the president of the United States is affects the entire world. Hey, what is it? What's going on? But uh, Aurelio is protesting in his own way. Um, specifically to Italy? That's a good question. I don't... I think that it uh, affects, it's going to affect more people 
living in Eastern European countries, you know, who are already really worried that um, because of seeming alliance with uh, with Putin, that they're not going to be protected anymore. I should also mention um, that you heard the applause of that one person who's here that is really happy about um, Donald Trump being elected. One of the now 45 people who are here, uh, many of them are crying um, silently, you know, the slow tear down the cheek and just shooting dagger eyes at that one guy who's sitting in the middle of the crowd, smiling and nodding. And that is about as perfect a picture of Seattle as I can imagine. It's not that we don't have Republicans here. They are—they just have to be used to feeling alone. That's a hilarious image. I do think people over here in Italy are watching, probably only because it happens to coincide with the nightly news hour over here, and they're definitely going to cover a few moments of it definitely not the whole thing but i'm sure that i mean i watched on the internet but i'm sure that on the local italian news at the very least his speech and the moment of his oath were absolutely going to be on italian news so i'm sure a lot of people actually saw it and there's some kind of morbid curiosity i think about watching another country make such crazy decision. I want to say an enormous mistake. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. But uh, I kind of want to be sensitive, as you said, to, to listeners who don't have exactly the same opinion as us. And I mean, I do think it's important to be aware that not everyone shares your views. <laughs> Clearly, otherwise this wouldn't be happening right now. But it sure seems like it. When you live in a place like Seattle or Italy, it sure seems like, where are all these people? A little bit earlier, a friend of mine called, an Italian friend, and, and she said, oh, I haven't talked to her in a long time. She said, oh, how are you? I said, well, to be honest, it's kind of a sad day for us Americans. Why? What's happening? And I said, you know, Donald Trump is being inaugurated today. And she said, oh, you, you Americans are just like us Italians with Berlusconi. Nobody wanted Berlusconi, but somehow he got voted in, you know, and afterwards everyone says, we didn't want him, we didn't want him, but yet someone voted him in. We will shine for everyone to follow. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable. We are protected, and we will always be protected. Okay, this is interesting. He says, there's nothing to fear, that we don't need to be prejudiced, and everything he did in his campaign was about how we should be afraid. Good point. I can remember specifically a little speech about... Mexicans, what was it that he said? They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. It's like, hello, try to scare people. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America Great again. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. 
let me tell you, every reporter is trying to get their hands on that one conservative. Here's my boss.
earthquakes um, on Wednesday, I believe it was Wednesday, we had four earthquakes that were felt in Rome. The epicenter of the earthquakes was somewhere between the provinces of Rieti and uh, I believe Aquila. And that's quite a ways north of, of Rome, but you know, definitely close enough to feel them. I you know, usually don't feel earthquakes. But because I was at my office, which is kind of an older building, it's on the fourth floor, it's also a quite narrow building, it's not connected to the buildings next to it. So it was swaying. I've never felt anything like that before. I felt an earthquake a couple of months ago. Sorry, I really was kind of playing with the pots and pans. I felt an earthquake a couple months ago, very light, you know, sort of, sw- you know, barely notice it. You, you know, kind of see the light swaying, and that's how you realize this was different. This was, you know, I felt the building swaying. So it was a little bit scary, but I knew that, I mean, I, I knew. I, hey, jeez. I, I supposed that, and I hoped that it would not cause any damage in Rome, as they usually don't. Um, it's usually north of here. Yeah, a lot of a lot of damage in that avalanche was really really scary, and I'm hoping that they continue to save more people because otherwise it's a tragedy. Uh, let's take take this moment as uh, the former president's living crew members. All right, well, we should probably end this episode, but I will say the first time I felt or had some tears in my eyes was watching Obama and Michelle board the helicopter and fly away. Because that seems about as official as it could possibly be. Well, I over here am going to be making use of my expat privilege for the next little while, which is the privilege to pretend that none of it makes a difference to me. It does, but not really to my daily life. I'm not saying that that's right, but it is something that I will take advantage of. I guess an era is over and another one is beginning. And we should leave it there. But I would love to hear what other people have to say, other expats, if they find it refreshing to not be living in the United States right now or if they feel like they're missing out on a historical moment. If you have any thoughts, you can email bittersweetlife at mail.com or tweet us at bittersweetpod. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. She's Tiffany Parks on the dawn of a new era. If you want to support the show, please visit our webpage, thebittersweetlife.net, and click the donation button. Additionally, if you're interested in sponsoring the program and reaching thousands of people all over the world, send us an email at bittersweetlife at mail.com. That's bittersweetlife at M-A-I-L dot com. Thank you for all the ways you support us, and we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 